The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Oh boy. And welcome once again to The Waiting Room, a Quantum Leap podcast, proudly brought to you by SJP World Media. I am Sai, and as always, I am joined by, I suppose now, you know, considering the time when this will be released and when other shows have been released, the king of paranormal for SJP World Media, Mr. Benny Mac. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> I'd never go that far, <laughs> to be fair. I'm doing all right, Sai. So how are you? <laughs> Yeah, okay, bud. I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Really looking forward to diving into this particular episode of Quantum Leap with you, because it was one that, when we spoke last time, you said that you couldn't really remember much about it from the title itself. I could remember bits, but there was plenty that I hadn't remembered. There's plenty that I'd forgotten about when we watched it back. And I'm I'm intrigued to uh, get your thoughts and opinions and your final rating at the end of the episode, bud. Um. Yeah, even watching it, actually, to be honest, I didn't, um, you know, I, I, you know, as these episodes do, they kind of forecast themselves a little bit in a sense of what's going to happen. But yes. even then, I was like, oh, that's different. So, because there, there's a lot of stuff going on in this episode with Al's, like, handling and not the information he couldn't get and stuff, which played a big factor into me not remembering, I think, to be honest. Um, I, because he leaps into, he's leapt into a priest, he's been a rabbi, I don't know, they kind of, they kind of merge into one i guess is yeah a way of putting it um so but yeah even while watching it there were bits i remember and as the certain scene which we'll talk about in a little bit came up i was like, oh this is the uh the, the kiss with history now i, I mm-hmm. forgot about that so <laughs> i was like, oh okay cool um and again when we get to that bit i want to talk a little bit about that because of uh you know stuff but like um yeah generally mate i will admit i was sat watching it going Okay, I actually, I, I didn't, it's hard to explain. It wasn't like it was, I'm watching this for the first time, but it was almost like a deja vu type feeling. Like, yeah. I kind of remember that, oh no, that's different. Oh, okay, that's over, oh yeah, okay. So, um, but yeah, no, overall, I, I, you know, we'll talk about it obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, I mean, to be fair, it's had to follow two damn good episodes. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we'll, we'll get into it. I don't want to spoil it too much, but yeah. Um, I remembered bits and bobs basically is the short version of that uh, statement really. Um, and the ending, I didn't, the way it was, how it panned out. I wasn't, I thought, Oh yeah. Oh no. How oh, that's no, it's different to completely, which we'll get into. So, yes. but yeah, I actually didn't remember. I probably remembered about 20% of this episode It's probably the best way of putting it really. Yeah. Which is great. I think because I mean, I recently rewatched um, a chunk of the TV show cold case, like the early seasons. Cause it does, go off the rails very quickly later on but the early seasons of cold case i was quite a big fan of i don't know whether it's a case of it's been that long or the fact i'm just getting older or maybe it's that i drink a bit too much who knows but my memory isn't my strong point so it kind of works to my advantage because i'm watching these episodes of cold case back the other week and i don't remember them so it's like i'm watching a show i know i enjoyed for the first time and I kind of got that sort of vibes with this episode of Quantum Leap. And I think this episode of Quantum Leap, that, first of all, I suppose we better say what we're looking at. It's oh, yes, the uh, <laughs> yeah, season three, episode three, entitled Leap of Faith. Sam has arrived on August 19th, 1963. And to me, I think this is a really, you know, I suppose a bit of a spoiler alert for our opinions towards the end, but I think this is a really solid, pretty strong story. It's not spectacular, but it's pretty strong, pretty solid, pretty good. And it kind of goes under the radar a little bit because of some of the other stories that it surrounds in, in, yes. in the Quantum Leap timeline, I guess. Yeah, as I was saying, like the first two episodes, we've got the Leap Home and then Vietnam, like it kicks off the season, which is two of the well high, highest rated episodes, one we've rated. And on IMDb, if you go to season three, it's like starred to say these are high, highly rated episodes. Okay. So, um, so yeah, to follow it is a bit. It's also, I think, part of it for me, I'm not going to. I'm not saying I'm disappointed with the episode, but in terms of learning about Sam and Al, we had a lot of that in episode one and two of this season. Whereas now we've gone back to the norm and I almost, I know we get a little bit of information from Al in this episode, which we'll get to, but I like it when we get more info (laughs) about these characters. Right. Okay. Um, And so to have quite a, 
a big main meal of info from both characters in the first two episodes, mainly Sam, I guess, with a little bit of, you know, sp- sprinkling of Al with the, the POW stuff and, you know, which we all kind of knew about anyway, but none of us knew it was going to be him running through the forest in that picture, obviously mm-hmm. from the last episode. So going from something that I really enjoyed to this one, it, it's not, the episode's bad. It's just that it's a bit of a downer for me <laughs> because I want more okay. of what we've just had, you know, which we will get to eventually. But it's just, I like it when we have more info on Sam and the relationship with us, Sam and Al, a bit more, you know. So I'm going to me- put a little bit of a different spin on that then. Okay. Okay. Um, I agree with you. I enjoy the whole uh, Sam and Al and their backgrounds and, and their relationship and their friendship and so on. Um, I think that's uh, the, the chemistry between Sam and Al and uh, you know, Scott Bakula and, and, and Dean Stockwell to me is hugely important to the show. It's what makes quantum leap. The original series work so well is the relationship between these two actors and these two performers. And of course the two characters on screen, but if every episode was oversaturated with Al and Sam and so on, I think you can't, you might lose sight of what yeah. the show is actually about. No, and one of my biggest criticisms of the new quantum leap don't get me wrong i enjoy new quantum leap i'm not one of these people who are like oh no it's got to be sam and al and it's the old series everything else is shite that's not me at all i, I enjoy the new series yeah. but if i'm gonna if i'm gonna critique it and try and um look at this sensibly and, and put, put put forward negatives as well as positives sometimes it's a bit too in your feelings it's a bit too about their lives their personal relationships and so on and the actual purpose of the leap is almost secondary to what's going on with ben and allison the hologram and other relationships and so on and i i I appreciate now modern tv is completely different to television in in 1990 when this first aired in the states and you have that kind of underlying story throughout the whole season which climaxes at the end of of, of a series of a season with a cliffhanger or you know at the end of a story either way i get that and i get that's how things are done now with every big tv show that that's produced but i also feel sometimes it can be too much thrust in your face and new quantum leap does that too often i feel yeah so i think again i've only seen the first half of the first season Yes, okay. um, first, it's, 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 it's a novelty at the moment but it is getting to like I, I see what you mean like instead of as much as i'm clambering for more info for sam and al in the original mm-hmm. the way they pepper it through the season is good so it's not yeah. in your face all the time but it's just more of a case because we've just watched two brilliant episodes and now we're have yeah, to move on of course. you know that's what it is um so I say that I, I say I've only seen the first nine. I haven't. I've seen the whole of the first season. I mean, I haven't started okay. watching. Se- I haven't started watching season two yet. Is what I mean. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, is there a se- has it been announced for season two? I don't even know. Uh, it's, it started broadcasting in the states. They started oh, okay. broadcasting already in the states. So I saw two or three episodes in in oh, the okay. US. So this, so. That's good. Then I, I'm glad that it's kept going because you know you can't get a good sort of story out of one season. You can get good stories in a season. But in mm. terms of the grand big picture, you you need more than one to do it. I, I, although with American TV, um, maybe it's because we're British. I don't know. But I, I'm I'm glad like uh, streaming services like Netflix are starting to do shows that instead of being twenty four episodes, which is obviously how network TV works, uh, obviously, and it still does to a degree. Sometimes having twenty four episodes just waters down the story you're trying to tell because you just put in random fodder in there just to get it to i will i'm sorry to interrupt but i will completely back you up on that and i put forward breaking bad as an example everyone tells me how breaking bad was amazing but i found it took six episodes for something to happen so i completely get where you're coming yeah, from yeah. sorry sorry carry on no 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 but so not not every story but there are so i've been watching um uh i, I i've seen a couple of clips so i gave it a go and i actually like ended up liking it but tulsa king i don't know whether it's picked up for season two i have no idea i've not finished it yet but it's only like six episodes i think but what they tell within a confines of one episode is enough for me to go, I want to see what happens next. And I yes. like the way they zoom in on people. So what I'm saying is, yes, sometimes 24 episodes is, is viable. There are occasions where you don't need 24 episodes. I don't need, like, um, I'm trying to think of a TV show, but you know what I mean? Sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. What you could have told in 24 episodes could have actually, if you if you were to break down a season, whatever it is, 
and pick the highlights, essentially, the story they're trying to tell over a season, you could probably get 14 episodes out of it, maybe even eight. At a push, you could probably do six. So what I'm saying is you could take your favorite TV show. There's a story going on. Ross and Rachel and Friends will go with because that's the most obvious for most people. All right, for it to last, they had to break them up. I get that. But like, in terms of the story, we could probably, by season two, had it done within about five episodes. <laughs> But they're right. only short okay. episodes, you know. They're microcosms, so uh, not that's a bad example, actually. To be fair, but you know what I mean, um, mate. Honestly, what's the rate? I, I totally get where you're coming from. I 100 yeah. understand where you're coming from. It's just from, some things. But... I've just finished the American Office. I'll give you that quickly. Okay, um, it's taken me a while to get through it. In fairness, season nine is it is what it is. But it um, the story they are trying to get to. There's a lot of episodes in there that I feel, looking back now even at the time in some cases, that were, weren't necessary to get to where they needed to get to. It was just to make sure they could... Because the network want 24 episodes, so that's here's yes. your 24 episodes. It's basically what and I'm getting. by that stage, it becomes a money spinner, doesn't it? As opposed to... Exactly, yeah. So uh-huh. the story could have been told in 14 episodes, maybe even less. I mean, I was, I'm was i old enough to have lived through when Friends was first being aired in the UK here and watching it on the, on the, the, the most part, watching it weekly. And I tell you now, that 10 years of television, it, it's it's up and down, but the whole Ross and Rachel arc for that whole 10 years, yeah, that that, that last episode when she got off the plane, fucking waterfalls yeah. in my house, mate, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it paid off, but what I'm saying, you know, I'm not disputing the story. The way they did it was good, but it's just a case of why... Yeah, but again, it's they want twenty four episodes. They get twenty four yes. episodes, you know. Of course, yeah. so I get it. You know, um, there's loads of TV shows that are examples that are either too long or been cut off too soon. <laughs> so you know, yeah, on a complete yeah. rant about what 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 show are we doing again? What are we talking about? Oh yeah, we're talking about um, we're talking about a, a TV show actually that only ever had twenty two episodes per season. So that's that was ironic. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but well, the way they do it though, they they've done it in a way. I you know, like I said, I'm just being selfish. I want more of Alan Sam. That's all it is. It's not yes. taking away from the episode. Yeah, but the way they sprinkle these little nuggets of information, which at some you think now watching it back with retrospect, it's like that will come to fruition here. That will mm-hmm. come out there. And it's yep. just planting the seeds. Um, so yeah, I've ranted yeah. too much. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I get you. I get you. Uh, <laughs> as I said, we are in 1963. It is August the 19th when Sam arrives and he has leapt into the body of a priest who is conducting a wedding. We get the usual intro after this, and Sam is stood outside the church saying goodbye to the wedding guests and so on, and is rescued from a couple of elderly sisters who are critiquing his sermon in a kind of negative manner by Father Mac, who is the, I suppose, next most prominent character in this episode, Benny, isn't yes. he? The, the two sisters, by the way. Um just you know very stereotypical sort of i come here every week so like we were talking off air about jobs quickly about yes. staff that i've been there so long they know how it should be done i'm using air yeah. quotes there. um so they, they made me chuckle they're not horrible people but what i probably never picked up on before i know I, but i can't remember because it's been so long since i've seen this episode i guess and not remembering it i don't know whether i ever thought this but obviously he gets rescued from these two sisters by the experienced minister that's there Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I need to talk to you in my office, like little excuse to get him away from these two women sort of poking and prodding at him, like, oh, you should do this and you should do that type sort of vibe to it. Um, I do like when he walks away, he's like, oh, excuse me, because oh, Sam's like, nice to meet you. Now, the person he's leapt into has obviously met these ladies before. <laughs> yeah. They're like, wait, we come here every day. How? And they're almost like offended that he hasn't remembered them. Which obviously, if it was the proper person there, he more than likely would have, because you ain't going to forget them women anytime soon, because they're mm. very like judgy. Um, but I like the fact that the one says, "Oh, I don't know about that one." He seems lost, and I'm like, "Is that a reference to the minister, or is that that reference could also be used to Sam, even yeah. though he's not aware of the time travel aspect of it?" I thought it was a nice little, yeah, clever little clever little which i probably i don't think i've ever thought of before in, until today watching it back no, very good very good uh father mac takes sam who we find out has leapt into the body of father frank um to his office and they sit down and mac straight away goes for a bottle of i'm assuming it's whiskey uh, by the looks of it it looks that or way bourbon, but yeah it's definitely yeah, a... <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely. and he's not he's knocking this stuff back and... storage, there's a, like, he might as well have a pint glass because it's a half glass but he's like <laughs> it's, 
there's le- we'll put it there's less. I think there's probably what a finger width left in the top of the glass where he could fit some more in. Yeah. Dutch curry. But to be fair, what's coming up next? <laughs> I almost don't blame him. Well, there we go. Um, he, Father Mac, that is, uh, is looking at a newspaper, and the front of the paper says about a, a horrific accident, or, or so we're first led to believe at first glance, a young lad of 12 years of age is hit by a train and killed. But straight away, this is dispelled as not being an accident. This young boy who is um, called Sonny, we find out later on, who Father Mac was very close to, uh, was actually killed by this train by somebody pushing him onto the tracks. It was a murder. It, 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 we're, we're kind of told in this particular scene. And we're then basically straight away, Sam is thrown into the deep end again, as we are, as we follow him, because we're at the funeral of this young boy, Sonny. And then we meet two more of the characters who are going to be quite prominent in this episode, Joey and Tony. And they are two very, shall we say, stereotypical, especially in Tony's case, stereotypical Italian-Americans, similar to the characters and the accents used in Double Identity back in the episode that we saw in season yes. one, Benny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the younger brother is um, uh, Joey, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, is Joey, yes. Obviously, following, we find out a bit more later on, but he's basically following the big brother, and there's a reason for that, and he's like, obviously, it's his brother and stuff. I mean, out of all the actors in it, quickly, um, I, 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 I think I recognise some of them because of the show, to be honest. But okay. the one who plays Tony, Danny Nucci, I think that's how you say his name. I reckon so he really does look familiar. Um, now I've been watching a TV show called um, uh, The Rookie with Nathan Fillion in it. Um, quite a good TV show. And so he, uh, so I was, oh, he was in that, wasn't he? He's actually like a, I think he's a detective or something like that in it. He's a, does a, he does two episodes. I thought I recognize this guy from somewhere. And it wasn't until today watching Quantum Leap back. I was like, holy crap. It's, uh, uh, right. that. But he's done loads of stuff, to be fair. There's nothing that I'm over familiar with. He was in, uh, he was in Titanic, apparently, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yeah, really, yeah. Uh, World Trade Center as well which is about, obviously, that particular day. Uh, made an appearance in Joey when that was on, only lasted like you know, one and a half seasons. Um, uh, the Rock, remember that film with uh, Sean Connery and Nicholas Cage? Yeah, that's yeah. good, though. Uh, Lieutenant Shepard, he's in that. He's in that. Um, so there's a few things I've seen with him in, but um, it was just one of those faces. I was like, I really recognize you from somewhere, but I couldn't place him for love nor money. But it's only when I looked on his IMDb like I do. And I was oh, okay. Yeah. Rookie. So more, it's only because lately that I've been watching the rookie. So it's just like, oh, okay. Right. So, so I recognize him from somewhere. And then literally today it was like, holy crap, he looks young there because quantum leap being when it was. So you mentioned the Titanic. Um, I actually fell asleep in the cinema watching the titanic <laughs> film uh, it was it was released well i don't know if it was released around my birthday but it was definitely out around my birthday in my mind this is the case anyway it may not have yeah. been, but i was um very keen on a young lady at this particular point in my life and she gave me the opportunity to take her out uh she picked the film and yeah. i went for a couple of beers in the afternoon I, I like i said i'm fairly certain it was my birthday um because i was so keen on her she picked the film despite it being my birthday and I went to the cinema. I had a few points on board, sat down in the dark. It was warm. It was cozy. The lights are out for, and it's a long old film, my friend. It's a long old film. It's a long old film, yeah. When those lights came back up at the end, uh, she was gone. The film had finished, and I was just sat there on my own. So Wow, she didn't wake you up. That's a bit fucking, you know. I wonder started snoring i have no po- no idea when she left she might have left half an hour ago i got no clue <laughs> <laughs> i mean you talk, about, you talk about anybody knows their bloody history anybody even if you don't you should know about titanic is what i'm getting at but like we have so much stuff about don't spoil marvel films and stuff like that and don't spoil it for others which is fine i get that I let people enjoy the experience but talk about forecasting what's going to happen in Titanic. At the end of the day, we all know what happens. Anybody that's paid any a bit of attention, you know, talk about. I mean, I know it's about the love story with uh, what's her face in, you know, um, the other what's his face. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I do know the names. Um, Jack and, like Jack and uh, I can't remember her name. Kate Winslet who plays her. Yeah, anyway, and obviously yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, and I'll say it, and everybody else says it, but there was room on that fucking board. Move over, bitch. That's all I'm saying. You could still be alive, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. anyway <laughs> uh, we are at the funeral for the young 12 year old boy named Sonny who is apparently been murdered 
and Joey and Tony are well, they're stealing something from a car that Tony wants a little. Yeah, bit I didn't jewelry. quite pick up. Didn't pick up. Was it jewelry? Was it? I didn't. Yes. Quite, I, thought he was, I thought he was trying to steal the car. I didn't really pick no, up. It was, well, initially, I thought he was trying to take the wing mirror off, and I was like, well, why would he want the wing mirror? Ah, uh, yeah. So it's a piece of jewelry in the car, was it? He was after. Yeah, hanging down from the rear view mirror, which he puts on himself, and they walk up to the funeral service. And he, you know, lights a cigarette whilst he stood there. So he's obviously a classy dude. <laughs> See, at um, this point, I wasn't sure if he was like part. I thought it was like another mafia type gangster. F- okay, episode, you know, like Double Identity, which he picked up yes. on earlier. Um, and yeah, just the the fucking the gumption or whatever the fucking right word is for this young lad to walk up. Who who is t- Tony's probably what eighteen? At m- yeah, at m- you know, I, maybe I don't know. Well, he's in a bar later on, isn't he? So the, the age would be, he'd have to be 21 to be drinking in the States, but maybe he's drinking illegally. I, I had him placed at sort of 18, 19, up to 21, maybe that kind of brand. He had his younger brother, Joey, wanting to spark up a fag at one point. So, and he was yes. like 12. So yeah. it's like, so. it's a different time, obviously. But um, yeah, I didn't quite pick up what he was. Um, but yeah, the gumption of it, I, this is where I felt like it was uh, more, I thought, oh, maybe this is more like a gangster thing going on here. Maybe there's more to going on to why is this person. You know, obviously he's being accused of killing this young lad, but he's got the gumption to go to the funeral and is like, just the attitude of him is like, um, well, yeah, he's a dickhead, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. The mum screams murderer at him and Father Mac is very keen for him to leave. And then we find out, um, in theory, why Sam is here. Al speaks to Sam after the funeral service and all the commotion that happens there. Sam is uh, basically saying that if I'm, I think I'm here to stop a murder, Al says yes, and Sam's like, well, I'm too late. The boy's really dead. To which Al explains, no, it's Father Mac. You're here to stop Father Mac get, getting killed. And it, yeah. it, the, the original history apparently says sometime in the next 36 hours, Father Mac is going to die. It also had me thinking in that moment, this is a bigger question for uh, life in general, but why the twelve? why is Sam not saving the 12-year-old but saving a a preacher you know not that there's anything wrong he should save everybody really but it just seemed weird that there's a not weird i was just starting to question him while i'm watching it like why have why is he got to witness a 12 year old's funeral <laughs> you know mm. a young lad's funeral then have to be there to save the other guy you know it didn't then that's when you start opening the can of worms then <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> so if you start picking it apart too much it can get a bit confusing be there forever. i suppose the knock on we don't know that 12 year old boy he might have gone on to be um a, a nasty piece of work whereas the the father mac we find out later on does well in his life and and so who knows who knows it's, it's, yeah, very it's strange. a bigger, question. It's a bigger yeah. question it's not it was just a, a moment i had when i was like well you know sam's clearly upset about the fact that he thinks he's too late and then why have they not been there to save mm. him yeah but, you know anyway um I think this episode as well, it seems every week I bring it up, we talk about pacing and how the story moves through it, the script and, and the scenes and so on. I think this is paced incredibly well. If anything, it leans towards being relatively quick in places. I don't think any scene is pretty is on our screen for very long. And this, no. the next example, um, well, the next couple of examples show this because we have, um, Father Mac and Sam talking in the church just after Al has said that he's going to get murdered in the next 36 hours. And the huge cross in the church is pushed from behind. We don't see who from, but the, the, the assumption is that it's Tony. And the cross falls, and Sam has to drag Father Mac out of the way, and it could have killed him. So that was attempt one on Father Mac's life, obviously. Yeah. The, then straight away, we're in this dodgy area with sam in a taxi getting a lift to should we say a cd part of time with all the yeah. bars uh, and so on to go and confront tony straight away i thought that moved quite quickly benny yeah we did i mean in between that i think didn't we have the scene of and again it was i'm not taking away from it but it was very quick we seem to have a lot of scenes and a lot of information thrown at us very quickly even though it's a standard episode it's not like a shorter episode or anything like that yes. but like you said every scene is like it did seem very quick. I remember I paused it at one point to grab a drink and I only had like 10 minutes left. I was like, holy crap. It felt yeah. like there was more to come and there wasn't. Um, what I was going to say was in, in between that, didn't, didn't, maybe I'm thinking a bit later, but didn't we have Sam 
trying to we've had sam kind of say to him already like you might want to calm down on your drinking a little bit oh yes yeah we have a bit of us we so the, the 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 guy's drinking we obviously we find a bit more out about that in a little bit i think but yeah sam gets a taxi to a seedy part of town the, the guy in the taxi doesn't want to charge sam because he feels bad enough dropping him off in his seedy part of town anyway that's a nice um, touch i like that um and then he goes into the bar i love sam's like sort of bravado in this like he's like sorry he's, so he's like i need to talk to you tony Oh, I can't hear. There's a jukebox playing. He sat there with a girl on his arm and all this, you know, the whole sort of bravado again. And I like the fact that Sam says, excuse me to this big fellow, unplugs a jukebox and says, can you hear me? <laughs> Basically, can you hear yeah. me now? It's brilliant. <laughs> which leads into um, a bit of a fight scene, which is actually really good, to be honest. And I will admit, if we had that fella and Sam being like two sort of like priests, sort of like um, Murder, She Wrote style that's a TV show in itself in that moment. Oh my God. I've got a note here ex- saying exactly the same thing. We get the fight scene because Father Frank turns up. He's followed, sorry, Father Mac turns up. He's followed Sam to this, this bar and um, helps him out. And we get a bit of a fight and we get the old Sam Beckett um, spin, spin kick, kick and all this. Sort of, yeah. yeah. All this sort of stuff. Uh, very, very, even though it's 1990, very 80s feel to this bar fight. People are falling over tables and glass breaking and so on. And then both priests in their full gear, with the dog collars on and so on, are back to back with their fists up. At that moment, I thought exactly what you're thinking. This would be a show on its own. Yeah, I honestly, in that moment, I was like, this would be, a, I'd love to see this TV show. This would be awesome. I don't even know what it would necessarily be about, but it would be, you know, kick ass priests walking around, you know. Uh, obviously, we. Fighting crime. Fighting crime, yeah. Um, <laughs> taking uh what's it called taking confession and taking crime i don't know i can't think of a tagline um but uh yeah no i like uh, again we didn't mention it but there was a shot of the priest uh father i've forgotten his name the main mac um uh him as a boxer so we so we see him in action. So you've got the boxer one side, and you've got Sam doing his karate the other side, and just the combination of the two. Like I said, I was like, this would be a cool TV show. Honestly, that went through yeah. my head. So, you know, so a cool scene actually. I liked it. It's one of the best. I think it's one of the because I wouldn't. I'm not going to say like every episode. Um, not every episode has action scenes, but this episode, even though there's a lot going on, that's probably the apart from maybe near the end. That's one of the only few sort of action scenes. I think really. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the sparring bit, but other than that, there's not much. Um, and also, who do you think actually pushed the um, cross? Because I'm, assu- we're all assuming it's Tony, right? Yeah, yeah, part I think me, it must have been Tony. Part of me thinks the person disappeared so quickly that maybe Tony sent Joey to do it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, part, you know, we don't know this for a fact. It's, uh, the assumption is that it's Tony, but it wouldn't surprise me the influence the big brother has on the little brother for him to go mm. and do that. Because he's small and he could hide behind the that bit where the cross was, you know. So um, yeah, just something I thought of now. Again, we no, we yeah, you're spot on, spot on. Yeah. So um, after the bar fight, Sam and Father Mac are walking home via the train tracks in a in a thunderstorm, and I like this. It's very atmospheric. It was dark. It's rainy. The thunder's going off. Mac is obviously a man. We find in this scene he's broken. He's he's hit rock bottom. This young lad who passed away, he knew via his boxing training and the church and so on. The, the, the story goes that Tony murdered someone and the young boy, Sonny, was a witness. And Mac is also saying he's a witness. And that's why there's threats on their lives to keep Tony from from getting sent down for this crime. And yeah. We get a little bit more from Mac, and I find I think Mac is like the, the highlight of this episode. This 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 tortured soul who has been he, he's obviously drink dependent. He's had some darkness in his life. Um, he's a war hero, as we find out in the next scene. They travel back to the to the, to the church. They're in their digs. They're in their rooms, and um, Frank is going through a, a chest or a case of his belongings, and he's got you know medals of honor and all this sorts of stuff and but it's hidden away it's tucked away in a box it's not out on display like he's proud of it and you just yeah. get the impression that this guy has, has seen some shit in his life and the the young lad sonny dying in the way he did has almost been one step too far for him it is my impression anyway benny no i think you're spot on Are you, obviously he was in uh so it's the korean war he was in i actually looked up the uh, the battle that he mentioned because he mat- he mentioned the Battle of uh, Bloody Ridge. 
Yes. Uh, it was a ground combat, obviously. Uh, it took place during the Korean War from the 18th of August to the 5th of September 1951. Uh, by the summer of 1951, the Korean War had reached its uh, reached a stalemate and peace negotiations began after that. So, you know, it's not long after that battle that peace negotiations... So not only has he seen friends, colleagues die all that and all that stuff during the war, so he's got that going around in his head, as you've already said... Then not long after the peace talks start, and it's like, well, why the fuck are we fighting then? You know, it shouldn't have the happened. Well, yeah, the thing as well with the Korean War. I mean, if I remember correctly, again, I could be completely wrong, and you're far faster on the internet than I, so I imagine you're going to be typing away to look stuff up as I talk. But if I remember correctly, the Korean War actually hit a ceasefire or or a stalemate or a decision to stop fighting. The peace d- declaration, whatever you want to word it, I don't know the correct name, but the Korean War, I think, ended in. 53 or 54 something like uh, that uh, i know this, this i didn't know actually, i don't know when it ended actually so hang on <laughs> that's a korean it was yeah i think fairly certainly it's 1953 54 something like that so you look at the time frame here we're in 1963 this guy was in this this war literally just 10 years ago it's not a long time in someone's life when you look at the bigger scheme of things he's seen oh, that much Sorry, 1950 to 1953, so you're right. So yeah. Okay, yeah, well, there you go. 53 career, career war ended. And you, the reason I bring that up is that you mentioned why are we fighting in the first place? Why has this happened? Why are these people have to die? And the anger and the turmoil and so on. A big thing about the Korean War, from what I understand, I'm far from a historian, but it ended up with hardly anything accomplished. Because what, Yeah, so like looking back at it from his point of view, that's what I mean. It's like, you know what? Why it was? We've taken lives. He talks about, you know, that that battle he was on. He doesn't know how many people he killed that day. It mm. could be fifty. It could be a hundred. So, and then having to deal with then somebody dying younger, like you've already stated out perfectly. This guy, you know, then also trying to be a man of God and stuff like that. And <laughs> so it takes its toll. We're human beings at the end of the day. So you can see why he's drinking. At, the, the, at no point during this episode, like normally when you see. Not all the time, but with the, it depends how they portray them. So, like, if a, you know, sometimes you get the abusive alcoholic and you, you feel no sympathy to him because the way they treat other people. Whereas, you know, Father Mac doesn't treat other people like that. He just kind of sits in a corner in a dark corner and wants to forget all the things he's done in, in the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or now this other stuff that was going on. But there's a reason even more so, I think, because he tells a story. I don't know where you're there yet, but because now he's supposed to have seen a robbery with this young lad and Tony was the person that did the robbery, obviously. So, but we find out a bit more information a bit later on about what actually happened with that. So, mm-hmm. um, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's a whole yeah. conversation. <laughs> there we go. Um, Mac eventually passes out and Sam goes on a bit of a wander, finds the boxing gym, the training facility that, that Mac uses and Al turns up and very cleverly, I think in the script, but also quite, you know, humorously for us watching, uh, explains why Sam is having a bit of a wonder. Al, Al, Al says to Sam, it's past your bedtime, surely. And Sam says, well, not if you don't know where your bed is. And I, I don't know why, but that really tickled me. Yeah, yeah. It's true, though, isn't it? We, and um, oh, we get, oh, I'll say it now, actually. But yeah, him not knowing where his bed is, is brilliant. It's a nice little, like, yeah. Al's almost like accusatory, like, what are you doing, Sam? It's like, you should be in bed. We all don't know where my fucking bed is. Nobody's told. Yeah. There's not like a name on the door or anything <laughs> like that. Um, she so doesn't know. Um, later on, I can't remember about it. So it might be near here, but I do like the fact that Sam calls out Ziggy and goes, "Why does sometimes he know things and other times he doesn't?" And I love Al's Al's response to this is, "I don't know. Why didn't you ask him?" He just holds the hand link in front of Sam's yeah. face and it just moves <laughs> on. So I like the fact they've even they've acknowledged it, even yeah. if they didn't answer the question. They've acknowledged it that there's sometimes this works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> but you need that. On. These sh- these TV like a TV show like Stranger Things wouldn't work as well in a modern day with mobile phones where somebody could go, oh, we can't find our friends. The radios aren't working. Whereas now it's mobile phones and social media, so you got to find mm-hmm. them fairly quickly. So it's a story tool, obviously. That's yeah, what yeah, cool. That's what it's for. But I like the fact that they've pressed up against the fourth wall a little bit. They haven't looked at us. They've nudged against us and gone, yeah, we know. <laughs> And I yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, this is when Sam points out that he's barely seen Al on this leap. And Al seems a bit off. Al tells the story of his sister and his own um, 
past, I suppose, and and they're yes. left yeah. by his dad in the in an orphanage, a uh, church orphanage, which we've had before in a previous episode. And again, yes. another story tool here. Sam remembers this time. Doesn't remember yeah. everything else, but he remembers this. You know, so there we there go. You go. <laughs> uh, and apparently, Sam, uh, sorry, Al's father returned at one point after doing some work, had earned some money, bought them a house, so they were going to be together forever. Uh, his dad then got poorly and it turns out it was sadly cancer and his dad passed away despite the fact that al prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for um whoever god or whatever to um spare his dad to help with his dad's illness yeah. and this has obviously given al who i think we find in a previous episode is catholic i'm fairly certain he yeah, has I think catholic so, yeah. yeah i think yeah. so yeah um, Al, who is is obviously a Catholic, he's having a shall we say a crisis of faith at least is is one way of wording it. Yeah, a bit like Father Mac to a degree. Yeah, um, yeah, good shot. Yeah, so almost almost to a degree. Um, also, I completely forgot. I say I forgot. I feel like I never knew this about Al's dad because the the speech that Al gave in Jimmy about his sister Trudy yeah. is so powerful that I had actually forgotten that because we know, because obviously we learn about them going to the orphanage because their mum, I think ran off and then mm-hmm. the dad has to work. And then, you know, so different. It's very, his dad, our dad, who I don't think we ever meet, but like is very much very modern. If, if that's it, very ahead of his time, because he's a gentleman that wants to earn money, but he wants his kids as well for that time. Mm-hmm. Obviously it was very much like whenever, whenever what happens, it, the kids always went with the mother which kind of still happens to a degree now, but obviously there's different factors now, but for his, so his dad's quite ahead of his time really to a degree. Uh, mm. But yeah, I feel like I've never known what happened to Al's dad till today, or I've completely just forgotten about this story. That I Al don't told. think it gets spoken about a great deal again though, does it? No. Whereas we hear about our sister per- periodically, I think throughout, mm. um, because obviously Sam's got his sister, his brother, and all that kind of stuff, which we learned a lot about in the last um, the previous two episodes. But uh, mm. you know, yeah, I, I feel like I never, I feel like I never knew it for some strange reason. But like you said, maybe it's because it only gets mentioned once. I don't know. We'll yeah, find maybe. out. <laughs> uh, this uh, eventually Al disappears, and Sam is turning the lights off and so on. And there's a noise in the background. And, and Joey is there. The young boy is is there listening. And he speaks to Sam and basically says he wants Sam to convince Mac not to testify because it means Tony will hang. And it's the only family he's got. And Sam basically says he, he's not sure he can do this and so on. But then we get the following day and it's boxing training time at the gym. And this is one of those brushes with history, as, as you word it, or kisses with history, as you as you word it, Benny. Do you want to talk us through this? Because I thought this was fantastic. This was uh, one of those moments where, because we we have them, don't we? We've had, um, I'm trying to remember them off the top of my head. We've had Michael Jackson, allegedly. Yes. Um, Chubby Checkers at one point as well. Yep. Um, there's probably others that I can't, oh, um, oh, what's his name? Sings Peggy Sue. Uh, oh, Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. Um, and there's a few other little references here and there. Um, and boxing, you can't help it. I mean, we've had a boxing episode essentially before with Sam being a boxer. And that um, involved the church as well. Exactly. So this is why I think I got, not confused, but turned around on what episode we were actually going to be watching to a degree. Yeah, We've okay. already covered it, so I should have known it wasn't that. Um, but yeah, the reference to... Um, yeah, one of the lads. They, so the the uh, Father Mac is teaching boxing in the back with some young lads. It's, it's a good way to teach discipline, I guess. Um, good them to get, get them off the streets as well, so not getting into trouble like Tony and Joey. Um, mm-hmm. Slightly older lad with his hair slicked back and you know the vest on and stuff like that. And as soon as uh, so the lad, the the older lads, which I do have here, because I wanted to know whether this guy had ever done anything ever again. His name, who plays him, by the way, is Todd Randerman. And anything on IMDb he's quoted for is Quantum Leap. So I don't know whether he's just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's it. So I've never done anything else unless IMDb just hasn't got his... Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I can't find anything else about him at the moment. Um, I might have to maybe do a quick another search and then for next week's episode, just quickly Todd Random an update or something like that. Um, but um, basically, he tells Father Mac he can't train next tomorrow or next week or whatever it is so that, that afternoon wasn't it that they have two sessions a day yes he yeah, says he can't be about that afternoon yeah and he, he's picked up some meat uh some meat some work in a meat <laughs> uh, butchery place 
uh, locker or whatever you want to call it, where they obviously, you know, cut the meat and all that kind of stuff. And Sam kind of smiles to himself, walks over to this lad and goes, no, I saw a film once where the uh, the bloke used the, uh, the hanging meat as a punching bag. And this kid's like, oh, cool. And then puts his hat on, which is quite clearly... If you're not, if you haven't figured out already, by the way, so quite clearly, yeah. I'm already going Sylvester Stallone, Rocky, straight away. Then he closes the locker and it says S Stallone on it, and it's just like Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam's face is brilliant, Sam's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's again, you said this pacing. It's not something that like with the Michael Jackson one, he kind of lingers a little bit, like on Sam's face, like yeah. oh. Whereas this is kind of like he kind of nods, smiles, and then he moves on to what he was doing, which was to talk to Father Mac about drinking and leaving town and all this kind of stuff. But it wasn't until we got to that scene that I was like, holy crap, I think this is the Stallone bit. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Um, but it was re- really well done. But just in case you didn't pick up on it, it says there's Stallone on his locker. So I don't know whether yeah. they would have had to ask permission for that or not having Sylvester maybe. And S. Stallone you could get away with, I don't know, because I'm sure there's some legal... Maybe it's not. Maybe it wasn't as bad then, like it is now. I don't know, but it was a cool little um, connection to Rocky, which is obviously um, in 1976, and this is set in um, 63. So yeah. Stallone did write it himself, didn't he? I believe so. And same uh, same part of the same part of the world they're in as well, aren't they? Where where Sam has stepped into. So. Yeah, not far, I don't think. So yeah, yeah. It, it's just a nice little nod to it. Again, whether it actually, I like it when they do stuff like this because you then think, oh, Sam's influenced that film or that actor yep. or that person or that singer or whatever it is. And it's just little things. Um, I think there's one coming up soon with another kiss of a touch with history, kiss with history. They call it in quantum leap. Um, not next ep- uh, episode five, mate, which I'm very excited to cover, which I already mentioned would have been amazing for Halloween, but we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. I'll get you. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, I know the one you mean now, actually. Yes. Oh, okay, I thought you generally just call it off and you actually didn't know until then. Yeah, no, no, no I remember. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be good. I'm looking forward yeah. to that as well. Um, uh, yeah. Sam basically says he wants to talk to Father Mac about trying to get him to leave time and so on so he doesn't get well, basically bumped off by Tony. But uh, Father Mac says, look, if you're going to preach to me, if it's going to be another Father Frank sermon, at least we should spar. So they start boxing in the ring it turns a bit nasty doesn't it mac gets a bit pissed off lays sam out sam gets up lays out mac <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a bit of an edge to it isn't there this the uh this is the anger isn't it coming out of father mac and i sam's not trying to drag it out of him he's just trying to convince him to like maybe hang out somewhere else for until the trial starts because mm-hmm. of obviously tony hanging around in the you know, potential of obviously he's not said that he's going to kill you but like obviously that's we all know that's what's you know potentially going to happen so I think it's the anger of one. I don't think Mac likes being told what to do, maybe, um, or it's the anger of like, or because of who he is. You know, a boxer, um, former military man, being forced to run away, or being mm. the thought of running away in his head is not an option. Basically, so somebody suggesting that when somebody suggests something you don't want to do, what do you do? You snap at them. So this is what I think Mac is doing to Sam here basically. But I like the fact that Sam gets up and clonks in one to give him something to think about, basically. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, um, and again, another sort of, I suppose, quick change to the atmosphere, to the scene. We go across to see Tony uh, in a different location, getting a gun ready. And he's talking to Joey and Joey says, about what would dad think? This isn't the only way you shouldn't do this. Tony then is He's, he's he's trying to be too cool for school, isn't he? In, in all of his personas, all of his scenes so far, he's this he's this guy about town and so on. Here, he loses his temper, and it's obvious that Joey has touched a nerve. So we get a little bit more behind the Tony character, I feel, as to why he behaves the way he does. He yeah. says his dad was a coward. His dad hung himself, and it was Tony who actually found the body. So I'm, I'm not defending the guy, but I can kind of sympathise and understand where he's coming from with how he... How Do you understand in that moment how... Tony is because the father killed himself. The mother is a drunk and homeless. I think they do mention that. Mm-hmm. And then Tony, who is essentially a child, probably when this happens, he is still a kid, really. I, I say he's eighteen. He, he, he's I reckon he's somewhere between sixteen and eighteen. This lad, um, and he's then having to take care of his younger brother, and he's not old enough necessarily to I don't know whether work or whatever. Or he's got fell into the wrong crowd. I don't know. Or he's bitter at the world because of all these things that have happened. So. It doesn't excuse the way he's behaving, but it definitely explains why 
which mm. is good because it's nice sometimes to have sometimes you have tv shows where you have a bad guy and they're just a dick and you but actually finding out why they're a dick is actually quite important and in this case and again constantly doesn't always do this so um and again fast pacing it the more you've mentioned it man the real i've realized like i said i paused it and wanted to go grab a drink quickly and i was like holy crap i got 10 minutes left but it felt like because so much was happening so quickly it didn't feel like i'd watched 35 minutes of it <laughs> it's mm, not, yeah, not okay, yeah. um yes but yeah it explains why tony is the way he is definitely yeah definitely uh, and again, we, we get another change of scene quite quickly because Tony is now going to go to confession. Uh, Sam has already said in the boxing scene previously that he is going to take confessions for Father Frank, which is apparently an unusual step. Normally Frank would do this. And it's obvious Tony is expecting Frank to take confession. Tony's in the confession box with his sunglasses on, strangely. Um, has the gun and he basically says that he has to confess to a murder. He's already killed two people. We'll make that three in a cheesy bit of dialogue. Lifts the yeah. gun up, starts shooting. Sam tries to duck, falls out the door, and it's all quite dramatic. And and Tony does a runner. Um, we're almost given the the impression that Sam's dead here. Yeah, um, I didn't. <laughs> I think that's what's meant to be happening. Uh, I didn't take it as Sam being dead. Mm. And I felt, I mean, I understand why they did it because we've already spoke about it. I actually, this is one of the, without praying on his knees and stuff like that was a bit cheesy for me. Um, yes. It did feel very, f- again, maybe it's because it's moved so quickly. And even in this scene, even though it's quite a big moment of, holy crap, Sam's dead. Oh, no, he's not. But Al's praying and don't you dare God. I don't know. It just didn't quite hit. It didn't quite. Yeah. You hit with me. I don't know how to really to say it, but it didn't quite um, hit home with me. I don't know why it didn't. Um, I, I, I think the best way I can describe it, Sai, is it, it felt very forced for Al yes. to suddenly, because we only find out this information not long ago that Al was questioning his faith to then him then praying for Sam, which is nice. It's a nice gesture. Don't get me wrong. It's just it felt very too quickly in that moment so this is where the quickly the quickness of the show actually in this particular episode for me didn't quite work out the rest of it's fine weirdly but this felt very forced for me yeah i i, I totally agree i it, it was a bit of a miss for me and it's not the end of the world it's not a terrible moment i mean it's a, bit of a miss can, is a way of putting it yeah yeah you could see what they're trying to do story-wise you can see what they're trying to do character-wise of course but it, it is a little bit of a miss for me um also, the cheesiness of Tony sat there with we, we've just seen. I suppose we've just seen Tony show a little bit of. Um, I can't think of the word. A little bit of a softer side, potentially a little bit of a reason why he is the way he is. And then the very next scene, he's got his sunglasses on in a confession box, and he makes one of the cheesiest lines of all time: <laughs> yeah. two murders to confess." Huh, we'll make that three, and then lifts the gun yeah. out. That was a bit, a bit on the nose as well. That was a, that wasn't too great for me. But Al prays. Sam gets up, um, and this is where Al explains that he's got it wrong. Ziggy got it wrong. He's not here to stop Tony killing Mac. It's the other way round. Mac is going to kill Tony and throw his life away. So they have to stop the the, the priest from doing this. So Sam is uh, uh, giving chase to Mac and Tony, who are apparently heading towards the train tracks. Mac has a gun. He has Tony with him. And I like this little touch as well, because they didn't have, they didn't need to do this. Sam could have just jumped in a car and drove. Sam could have got a taxi, or they could have had one of these quick scene cuts that they're seen quite fond of in this episode, and Sam could yeah. have been at the train tracks. But Sam comes out the church bleeding <clears throat> and bumps into the two sisters who were chastising his sermon earlier in the episode yeah. and <laughs> basically borrows their car. I, I don't know why that tickled me so much, but it, I thought that was great. It's a nice little touch. It adds a bit more, because um, if we just cut to sam arriving at the tracks with mac mm-hmm. and tony it would be i think it would be even though we know what's going on to a degree we would be very anticlimactic so him rushing to the aid to the scene adds a little bit more drama to it so mm-hmm. but yeah also the fact that these two people it would have been funnier actually if they actually no, actually they were gossipy nellies and they so maybe not but i was gonna say maybe they drive him to there <laughs> but, but he needs to get there quickly he is bleeding from you know from his head so he took a knock to the head hence why he was slightly unconscious 
for a brief period, or was he? Because he he then admits that he heard Al praying for him at one point mm. uh, later on. So, but yeah, he finally arrives at the trap. But like you said, again, it's weird, man. Because I had a score in my head for this episode before we started talking, and it has changed since we've been talking about it. To be fair, okay. Um, whenever we talk, whenever we talk about this, like it's getting your perspective, and then you hear mine. We kind of come to a sort of like, oh, okay, I never thought of it like that, or whatever. Yeah. I like doing it. Um, but yeah, it's, I think in that's because you've pointed it out. I probably wouldn't have said anything about it, but yeah, it adds a bit more urgency of him, Sam needing to get there quickly before Mac mm-hmm. kills Tony and ruins his life essentially. And then this is where we, we, when we get there, we actually learn a bit more about what happened with this robbery as well. Well, yeah, I mean, talk us through that. I mean, it, it basically we have Mac and Tony at the tracks <laughs> and there's a train on the way. Uh, Mac is uh, on the tracks. No, sorry, Tony is on the tracks with Mac holding him there with a gun. Uh, Sam is on his way there and, and arrives pretty quickly, thankfully. Um, yeah. uh, what do we find out? Well, basically, so we've heard through the episode that, or bits of Bob's that there, Tony's done a robbery. I think I don't can't remember where. I think it was a shop, but I can't remember. It doesn't. We don't know of this, but because a result of this robbery, witnesses saw him do it, and what this is meant to be, uh, Mac and. Uh, um, what was the lad's name? I can't remember now. I've got lost the page. Sunny, Sunny, thank you. Um, was meant to have witnessed this. Now, what actually happened was, as we find out, was Sunny went to Mac the priest and said, "I saw Tony do this," but he was scared to say anything. So, in order to get Tony, you know, caught for robber uh, for robbery, which I assume is where he killed the, and so on. Yeah, so where, I assume because he mentions he's killed two people, we only knew about one. So I'm assuming maybe he killed somebody. Well, not robbery. I'm not. I really thought sure. I don't know if I've misheard or what, but I thought that the trial is for murder, not the robbery. But it might have been a robbery and somebody got killed in the process or something. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so um, yeah. I, w- I wondered if the person got killed during the robbery. Basically. Okay, right, I see. Um, yeah. So because um, up until that point, we only assume one, which is, but he's done a robbery anyway, Tony. And uh, Sonny saw it, but was scared to go to the police. So Max said, "I'll tell them I was there and I saw it as well." So then Tony is then trying to kill witnesses so he doesn't go to jail. Yes. There's no witnesses then. Although you would think you'd put two and two together, surely as police and go, well, convenient. The only two witnesses of this crime are now dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but either way, um, so yeah, he's holding him on the tracks with a gun. Tony does try to leg it at one point, but Mac does shoot the gun and it ricochets off the floor by his feet, which is uh, quite a scary moment. We've got a train approaching. I like got- that. I love that moment because I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, why doesn't he just peg it? He's going to die if the train hits him. Why doesn't he just run and just test his, you know, test the priest's metal, I suppose? Which he did, and then the priest yeah. did actually shoot. So really we now good. know he's not yeah. afraid to pull that trigger. And not really that I ever thought stuff. he was, because obviously, you know, fought in the Korean War, so he knows how to fire a gun. He's not... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel like he's got... You know, you'll get a warning off him, which which he had. Um, but yeah, on that, there's so, many, so much going on in this moment. We've had, again, there's been so much going on through the entire episode like just one after the other um but yeah he manages to um well sam talks mac down basically uh so he doesn't shoot him um and again pacing we kind of fast forward don't we (laughs) again i think it's been a couple of days it ends up with the train being very close it's all very dramatic very noisy and so on it's building to this crescendo and Sam grabs Tony off the tracks, train whizzes by, and then we're like back in the church again, and it's all quiet, and they're having a conversation, and it's it, it was really strange. It was almost like they it's almost like they cut something out here, quite possibly to make it fit in within their time slot. It would not surprise me. We've thought that before with other episodes, haven't we? There's something that feels like there's something missing from it. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah. Um. And then they, it's very again, it's a weekly show. Uh, and but, but you know, there's just a few other things said. But basically, Sam's like, take it. You know, he's not drinking anymore, and it's only been a couple of days at this point, anyway. But he's like, take one day at a time, which is obviously a saying for <laughs> things. But he's all oh, like that. I'll, I'll I'll remember that basically. And then mm. you know, we but we do get Al um, giving us some. I forget, but giving us some information about. Yeah, I love you know, this. Yeah. Yeah, this is the best thing. About, uh, the, the end of Quantum Leap episodes are so much better when Al lets you know what happens after Sam leaves. And um, we hear that, that uh, Tony did some time, some serious time, we're told, 
uh, he got out and made something of his life. So that's a plus side for Tony and I suppose his brother Joey as well. Joey ends up being looked after by Father Frank, uh, sorry, Father Mac. Uh, and Mac stays sober. He mentions having the shakes here. I mean, not being funny, mate. We've all been there. But he's um he's talking about having the shakes and he's been sober for a few days. He stays sober, carries on with the boxing gym and actually manages to train a couple of what two uh golden gloves champions, which is which is brilliant stuff. So yeah. I like that. Everything ended up okay, you know. It had the stereotypical sort of end, and it? it was um mm. you know, uh, but again, like you're right, I, the more I think about it, we have got we have been thrown a lot of information within if you break this down into so many scenes. I want to say this has probably got more scenes than most episodes, like in a sense of it's a lot of cuts back and forth, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's good. I've completely forgot about the uh, Stallone thing until it was about to play out in front of me, and I was oh, oh my god, Stallone thing. So yeah. <laughs> it was cool. Um, quite, a, quite a dark story to begin with, especially when you're yeah. you don't start off with it because obviously Sam leaps in and he's marrying a couple, um, fumbles over his words, and then literally the next thing he's got to do. I mean, what a day for that sort of vocation like one minute you could be marrying a couple you could be then doing a christening and then the next you could be burying somebody and it could be yeah, anybody crazy in it kids to adults and it's, it's scary and then you know same with doctors i guess you know one minute you could be uh saving somebody's life the next minute you got someone dying on, dying on yeah dying on you so you know it's a it's a i never really thought about like priests and that side of things before but yeah you could you see the whole sort of spectrum of from the happiest of moments to the saddest of moments, really. I never really mm. thought about it till today. So, yeah, definitely. Um, this leads to a leap. He Sam's done, um, and he arrives at what looks like a photo shoot with a lion named Is it Snowflake or Snowball? Um, growling Some at him. Lion, yeah. yeah, growling at him. He says, "Oh boy!" And that's the end of the episode. Now, Benny, first of all, before we discuss next ep- next time here on The Waiting Room, let's get your thoughts on this episode here, A Leap of Faith, out of five, and why? See, when before I sat down and talked, as I said a minute ago, before I sat down to talk with yourself, um, I was thinking probably like a three, to be honest, okay. maybe even a 2.5. Um, actually, when you break down the story and what's actually going on, apart from the owl bit, um, which, if you want to call it your um, your caca moment, which we haven't done for a while, it's, it's it just felt I don't know rushed or didn't land properly, as you said. Um, it just felt cheesy and just forced. I don't know why, because I think we had we had the conversation with Al about his faith, and then all of a sudden, w- within moments, he, when we see Al again, which isn't a lot in this episode, maybe mm-hmm. that's why it feels like he came to a conclusion very quickly. You know, it's nice that he prayed for someone Sam to live, obviously, but it's just like. If out very forced, but um, to be fair, the story is actually really good, and I'm actually going to give it a solid four. To be honest, I, okay. actually, enjoyed, I actually enjoyed it. Again, probably helped that I hadn't couldn't remember all of it. I love the kiss with history. My old boy moment is actually probably the the kiss with history with Stallone, um, and the hat and the way the kids sort of nodded. Is you have to see it, ladies and gents. If you haven't watched it for some reason, watch it. It's just that moment of um, the, yo, cool, whatever it is. Yeah, he does. yo, it's, it's, <laughs> yo, you know, and it's. Uh, I'm a Rocky fan. You know, I watched them as a kid, so um, I remember watching that film for the first time and almost because the ending of the film is the boxing match, isn't it? And think it, it almost felt like a real boxing match to me as a kid like it was like something genuinely happening on like sky tv or whatever not that we had that but you know <laughs> um so yeah i think a solid four the story's really good i don't know whether it could have been because it is very quick there are like you said it does feel like there's maybe some deleted scenes in there which is more than likely possible but yeah i think a four is a good score to be honest um, yeah fair enough with the story uh- I'm not far away from that. I got three and a half. I think this is a really good standalone episode of Quantum Leap. You don't need to know anything about Sam and Al's background before this. No, it, it gives you little bits that lead into other bit other stories in the future, of course, but not masses. That's important. If you're to show somebody an episode of Quantum Leap to for the very first time and you're not picking the likes of Jimmy or the Leap Home or any of the big ones that everyone's remembering, this, I think, is a very solid episode to show. You've got your definitive bad guy. You've got your good guys. You've got your flawed characters. You've got Sam doing Sam stuff, I suppose. It's, it's a really solid, good episode of Quantum Leap that I think maybe goes under the radar a little bit because of how good 
other episodes are around it when it was airing. So yeah, three and a half for me, but yeah, definitely. I know I agree with that sentiment because again, if you just, I'm not going to go through all of them, but if I quickly look at obviously the first episode we've already talked about, obviously you're on episode three, they are top rated. Um, there's an episode in this season. I know you're very much looking forward to. We've been talking about it since the beginning of this. It involves a certain wrestler, which is near the end. That's quite a good episode. Harry as well. Funk. Yep, heart of a champion. Yeah, my a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear family, actually, I think again, much like this episode, is one of those ones that maybe flies under the radar a bit. Yes, that's um, great. And then the only other top-rated episode in this season is the last episode, which is Shock Theater, which we'll get to, which is a damn good episode. But there are some really yeah. good ones in here. Um, last dance for an execution, which I don't know if you remember. I remember it, and it's actually really good. I remember it being really good. I know you're going to like Glitter Rocks. We've already mentioned it. Yes. In, 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 in passing. I can't anyway. wait for Glitter Rock. Another one with it's called Private Dancer, and the the woman in it who is genuinely deaf in real life. Mm-hmm. It was her introduction, I think, to acting. Future Boy, we've mentioned a few times, obviously. Uh, and I'm not going to go to all of them, but A Rebel Without a Clue, I think, is another one that's again. Maybe because if you look at season three, according to IMDb, at least anyway, the only top three rated episodes are episode one, two and the last episode of the season. Whereas actually going through these now, looking at them, are they all going to be good? No, there's one coming up. Um, I'm, I'm not overly fond of, but we'll, I'm going to wait till we get there to see whether I, it is still the same, you know? Yeah. A rewatch um, may change your mind. Yeah. Of course. Obviously we got one coming up, not next episode, the episode after I'm really looking forward to. And again, I don't know whether it's, I don't think it gets overlooked. It's a high-rated episode, but it's not one that gets mentioned like because of so many good ones like Jimmy, Kamikaze Kid, and all that kind of stuff, which you spoke about many times on this show before when you brought my cable then. Um, <laughs> that, again, I think just just slightly under the radar. And there's some good yeah. ones coming up, to be fair. so It's a strong season. It's a strong season. Um, it is, yeah. Speaking of what's coming up then, next week we have one strobe over the line. Sam is in 1965. Can you remember anything about this? Do you have any opinions before we rewatch? Or is this one, again, a little bit hazy in your memory? It's a tad hazy. Um, but if I remember rightly, Sam's... Obviously, it's kind of obvious because of the, 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 the tease, but he's a photographer. But I feel like the woman... There's a particular character, I believe it's a model who has a drug problem, but not necessarily because of herself, but maybe I think is a pushy agent, maybe. Yeah. Other than that, I don't remember how it pans out and what the... I'm assuming the goal is here. I'm assuming here, ladies and gents, that the goal is to make sure she doesn't OD or something. But again, I don't... Yeah. Lot much. Very, I remember a bit more about this, but again, I probably remember about 5% of this, to be honest. So, But again, I as can, we watch it, I probably will pick it up. You, you, you're spot on. If my memory is correct, you're spot on with the story. It's stopping a pushy agent getting a young lass hooked on drugs or, or something along those lines, ODing and so on. The only scene I can really remember is when one of the characters, I'm assuming it's the person he's there to save, Sam, sorry, is there to save, Yeah, is out of it on drugs, and Sam has to keep her walking to keep her awake. That oh, okay. stands out to me, because I remember that, I remember that from rewatches, but I also remember that as being a kid and being a little bit scary at the time, not yeah. really understanding what was going on. So it's going to be interesting watching that back now. Yeah. I don't remember the whole, I think it's the, in the, in the little um, clip we had, I think the woman with the lion or the tiger or whatever it was, um, is the, is the focus of the leap. I believe. Okay. I believe, but like, again, I could be completely off base here, but you know, we'll soon find out. And I like the, f- I actually kind of like the ones where like, again, Leap Home Part 1 and 2, I love them so much. So I remember, again, there's bits and bobs I don't remember, but generally I remember the story, whereas this one we just watched and possibly, I think this one, as I watch it, I'm going to remember it. But like, whereas Episode 5, I remember a great deal of it and I can't wait to watch it. So, (laughs) you know? Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, Before we go then, Benny, do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find your good self and anything else you are involved in, please? Uh, obviously, I'm on SJP World Media with side doing here waiting room again. Um, uh, I think we already spoke about it last week, didn't I? So I won't mention it again. But in the corners at the moment, you know, a permanent hiatus as I do this paranormal junkie stuff. Um, looking forward to it. I'm hoping that's a project that will expand as we go. But you can find myself at Benny Mac 
on X, not Twitter, or Twitter, if you still call it that, at Benny Mac, B-Y-M-A-C-K, or you can follow the show Power Normal Junkie with Benny Mac uh, at Power Junkie UK. There we go. Uh, anything I'm involved in, as always, you can find via the network that carries this show. So that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SJP World Media. And you can follow this show itself on Twitter or X, as Benny said, at Waiting Room Pod underscore. Make sure you're checking us a follow there on the SJP World Media uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the YouTube channel. We need everyone to be liking, subscribing, and sharing away because the more people watch, the more people that share our content, the easier it is for us to produce the content and easier it is for us to fund everything, basically. Absolutely, yeah. So there we go. Obviously, uh, you can find in... SJP Raw Media on Twitch as well because you can watch the live streams on Twitch as well. Of course, is, there we go. I also get my Twitch. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to next week, mate, because it seems to be one that neither of us can remember much about. And I think that we have great conversations when it's that way. So I always I look be... forward to talking to you. I oh, always look forward to talking to you. But I'm looking forward to next week because I want to get to the week after because episode five I'll wait for. <laughs> <laughs> Fair it enough. better be good now. It better be good after I've hyped it up. <laughs> oh, I hope you're not that Dane. I hope you're not that Dane. Okay. I will speak to you next time, Benny. See you later, man. Time to leap out. Yeah.